A quick hello and we're good to go. Welcome to the show, Tonya Eberhardt and Michael Carr. <laughs> <laughs> Bravo! Bravo! Our best intro ever. Brilliant. <laughs> we, we've, we've already met multiple times. You guys are absolutely super. I love talking to you. And we're going to talk about change how you're seen and charge what you're worth. And I think that's huge. You've helped me with that, is changing how I'm seen, how I'm perceived, how I present myself. And I'm able to charge more money now, which is delightful. Um, can you really briefly give us a really quick rundown of exactly what it is you're going to be telling us? Absolutely. So we focus on building profitable personal brands. And really, it is about changing how you're seen so you can charge what you're worth. Because what we found over a decade of doing this and all along the way is that a lot of the times that people were very frustrated in how their marketing was not performing or how they weren't getting the right type of clients or they weren't able to charge what they really knew they were worth deep down was because literally of the way they were presenting themselves. And that's why we love being aligned with you, Jason, um, because when we build that brand and give people the language and the visuals to position themselves properly the way they want to be seen, you teach them how to be seen that way on Google and make sure that it's super consistent. So uh, it's, it's a win-win. Brilliant. Speaking of which, before we get into the show itself, I always show brand SERPs. And what we do with brand SERPs is make sure that Google shows you the way you want it. Now, we've been working with you guys, and this is a video, so I'm not sure how the timing will go, but I'll try and comment it through. Here we have Brandface, which is your company. You've got great rich site links. You've got the book over there on the right-hand side. What we're looking to do is replace that with the knowledge panel for the company. Tonya, you look amazing. This is an astonishingly beautiful knowledge panel, rich at the top with those um, knowledge panel cards, the books underneath, and we can see there the books as we switch to the next filter pill, and you can claim your knowledge panel now. It's recognized your entity home. Through Search Console, you can claim that knowledge panel and get some control. And if we then look at the books, we can find Michael Carr, and unfortunately, somebody on IMDB added your website, Michael, as the official website of Michael Carr, the actor, and Google has completely freaked out and merged you with the other Michael Carr, the actor. So uh -huh. it thinks you are him and he is you. Unfortunately, he is deceased and you are not. Right. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be interesting uh, <laughs> how you're going to fix that. <laughs> We'll pass the baton to you now, Jason. <laughs> Brilliant. Absolutely. What, what I love there is that the whole thing, we're, we're working towards this um, perfect representation of you guys. Tonya, we're well on the way. You already had a great knowledge panel. It's got better. We've promoted the books you wanted to the top of the list. We've got Michael in there. Now we have the wrong Michael. We need to fix that, obviously, and we need to fix the brand face to get the book to be replaced by the company. And the problem there is the ambiguity of brand faces, a book and a company. We need to distinguish between the two. But Michael, yeah, you say, we now have to fix this. And what's interesting is you didn't make a mistake. We didn't make a mistake. Google didn't make a mistake. Somebody who knows nothing about you put your website in IMDB. They made the mistake. And it's created, that tiny link created a huge mess. Huge problem. But 
credit where, where credit's due, Nell on the CaliQ Pro team found that, and he's the one who figured it out. He's the one who's now fixing it. That's brilliant. And and I don't know. I mean, you know, historically speaking, um, I tried to get the michaelcar.com and was unsuccessful at being able to do that because of that actor for many years. And oh, then yeah. you were able to secure that for us. Uh, and remember early on when we started working with you, you're like, hey, we can get your domain name. And, um, and I'm like, get it. Because it, but prior to that, he would not give it up, um, obviously. Yeah. Right. Yeah, no, no, 100%. And that's really important is having the domain name that represents you as a person. The .com is always going to be the best. And if you can get it, get it. And mm -hmm. you are willing to invest some money to get it. Um, yes. Because it saves so much time further down the line, and it may well be partially at least because it's the .com that's made that confusion. And if it did belong to this Michael Carr before, that would explain why Google went so far so fast. You are listening to... Branded Search and Beyond with Jason Barnard. Now, back to the show. But the topic for today is not all of that, although it's very interesting. I talk about it all the time. Change how you see, change how you're seen and charge what you're worth. Let's start with change how you're seen. What do you mean by that and how do you go about it? Okay, so... A lot of times we don't realize that the real problem is the brand. We actually think it's our marketing because we put a message and an image out there to the world. But when we're not getting back exactly what we want and deserve to get back, in other words, we're getting people that should not be our ideal client responding to us. We are um, being known, we're, we're becoming known for something we really don't want to be known for. I'll give you an, for, uh, an example. There's a lady in Texarkana who came into our program and she is a real estate investor. And she said to me, look, I want a brand that will help me say no. And I thought that was brilliant because it was her current brand was bringing people to her that were causing a lot of work. Um, they were people whose you know, credit histories weren't that good. She had to work extra hard to help them buy investment properties of their own. And that really wasn't what she wanted to do. She saw herself and knew that her capabilities were far greater than that. But the presence she was putting out there in the world was the problem. All of her marketing looked great from a standpoint of nice photos, great logo, but that wasn't really everything, as you well know. Now, Jason, there's a lot that goes into the story and the message. And so when you're not getting back what you're putting out there or what you're hoping to get, then there's a reason and there's a need to change how you're seen. And sometimes it's very subtle things. Other times it's a complete and total rehaul. But when you do that, then you have the confidence of knowing, okay, this is exactly how I wanted to put myself out there to attract exactly the kind of people I want to attract so that I can make the kind of money that I deserve in being in front of those right people. So that's what we mean by that. It's, it's, it's actually pretty simple, you know, and the way we do it is through our, our 3D process, which you've already been through. And I'll let Michael chime in on that one but yeah 3d we love threes at cali cube everything is yeah. threes so i'm really happy what are the three d's michael the three d's are define develop and display uh as simple as they sound 
we have to dig in deep uh, to to, yeah. to really pinpoint what it is that you want to be defined for. Like Tanya said, uh, you know, the proper place in the market that you want to be. And so in that definition phase, uh, we do a deep dive with our clients. Uh, we look at 77 different criteria to build that brand out, spend some time with them to learn what they uh, what they really want to be known for and set the stake in the ground. Uh, to be able to develop the rest of it, which is the second part of what we do. Right. Sorry, before we go on to the second D, that first one, which was define, mm -hmm. is hugely painful. I found it hugely painful because you actually have, have to look at yourself in the mirror and you're not seeing what you expected to see. And then it's all a bit like a psychological analysis that you end up saying, ah, that was it. But... That whole process was very difficult. I'm, um, we do this at CaliCube is we say, what are you actually talking about? Who are you and what, what do you do and which, which is your audience? And it's similar. But I found that you guys dug much deeper than we ever do. It's important, uh, you know, because we know this about a brand. Your brand should be the suit that you wear every day. Like you're comfortable in it. Uh, you enjoy being in it, makes you feel like a million bucks so you can go make a million bucks. Like there are a lot, there is a lot to that. And we take it very, very serious. Uh, and I'm glad you brought that up because it is the toughest part. Uh, it's not only the toughest part for our clients, it's the toughest part for us. It's a front loaded situation where we really have to dial in what that definition is going to be because, you know, everybody falls into, not everybody, but most people fall into, I fell in to that thought process that I had a photo, I had a tagline, I had a logo, I've got a brand. And that wasn't the case at all. Um, you know, that the history between Tanya and I is I hired her to help me with my marketing. I thought that was the problem. I, and it wasn't really a problem. I just needed it dialed in better. I had been an entrepreneur for 20 years when I met her. She sold me marketing. She gave me branding. I didn't realize there was such a thing at the time. And I didn't realize she had written a book about it. Um, I did not realize it would be a, first, a, a, a international bestseller. Like, so we've got a lot of that. And then, but then I started putting it and I had those aha moments that you're talking about that you had because she just dug deep and dug deep and dug deep to really, really define what it, what it is was going to lead the charge. Um, and that is actually one of the greatest things for transforming a business and and because once you do that, then now you can live it and living it is so much a part of making it valuable to other people. Which, so. which is brilliant. And, and uh, the, I mean, this podcast is all about things that we can do ourselves. So if somebody can't come to you or they don't want to come to you, for example, could I sit down with my team and say, let's have a brainstorm and define what it is we are? Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. Can I can I give them a little sneak peek behind the scenes of working with you, Jason? Yeah, you can say right. whatever you want. Okay. Well, what what I loved about it is it was a process and we're it's like tilling the soil, right? You turn the soil over so many times until finally, da-da, there it is. But um, what we were looking at is the competitors in the um, in Google in the Google space or the search space digital search space there's so many just like there's so many personal branding companies there's so many SEO companies all those things but you have to look at the perception of most business owners and agency owners out there and the perception was 
the old perception still persists. And that old perception is, hey, uh, let's just tell people we'll do SEO and we'll help them look good on Google. And then we'll just promise them the same old thing we've been promising them for decades now, which is we'll get you on the page one of Google. Okay. But being on page one of Google isn't nearly enough anymore. And that's where we came up with, it's not just uh, how, where you where you show up, it's how you show up because that's really where your focus is, which differentiated you from all of your competitors instantly. Right. And then what you wanted to be known for was a new way of looking at things, the more modern version, the more futuristic version of that. And that's where we came up with the brand identifier for you, which is the future of digital search. So in those two things, you were completely repositioned. Right. Yeah. And I've got goosebumps now. And that that is indeed the suit I can wear every day. I was standing in a conference, gave a conference talk and I put that quote up. It's not just where you show up, it's how you show up. And I gave your name as well, credit where credit's due. But it, yeah. it resonates with people and it makes them think, oh, wow, yeah, ooh. And they're all obsessed with the where and not the how. So, and it is those kind of painful questions. And you said tilling, retilling the soil. And we had to do it, mm-hmm. I think, about 100 times, but it wasn't that many, was it? No, no, no. No, it wasn't. And and we have a uh, we for your the listener out there that really needs to do this, Jason. Um, let let's give let's give them the heap code that we use, which is sort of a do it yourself at home type of okay. exercise to start off your definition phase. Okay, um, and it's an acronym H E A P is in Paul. All right. The H stands for you want to sit down. If you've been in business for a while, you look at past clients. All right. And success stories. If you're just starting, then you dream of the perfect scenario that you want, the perfect clients that you're looking for. Okay, but the first one needs to be somebody you can help. It doesn't do you any good to define something that the market isn't looking for. Um, you know, we don't be a don't be a trailblazer necessarily in this capacity, right? You if you're better off if it's uh um you know a very highly competitive industry because you know that there's a huge demand for that, right? So you want to imagine and look at and identify people that you can help. Mm-hmm. If the E is um uh people who um you enjoy, uh, enjoy working with. that you enjoy working with i nearly lost that e for a second they they <laughs> uh people that you enjoy working with because we don't get in business for ourselves to be burdened w- with people life is too short to dance with ugly personalities right and there's 8 billion people on earth and a large majority of them probably need a service that you're going to provide so get away from the bad attitudes get towards the people you truly enjoy working with the mm-hmm. a is people that appreciate what you do. We we all are professionals in our in our spaces, and we all have people. You know, I used to say this all the time. I used to say you could drive a million miles with a trailer behind you and never be a trucker, right? There's always some guy that started yesterday. His grandpa was a trucker, and he knows more about trucking than you do, even though you've been behind a wheel for a million miles. We all have that, right? Get away from those people. 
you want to work with people that appreciate the fact that you come with that experience level and that expertise in what you're doing. And then finally, the P is profitable. And that leads us back to profitable personal brands. They, it has to be profitable. And we run into people all the time. In fact, I would say a large portion, three quarters of the people that we work with in our masterminds are people who have huge followings on one or two different social media platforms, but they don't know how to make money with it. They they have these people that are interested in what they're putting out, and but they have yet to get to a plot a place where they could make it profitable. But we get in business for profit and profit is not a bad word. Over delivering what you charge for is a, you have to do, but you can charge whatever you want as long as you can do that and you can express that. So don't be afraid of profit. Uh, you know, right. No, so, no, I love the, the, the um, acronym. That's, that's absolutely brilliant. And it, it, I remember hearing it right at the beginning and now I'm just going, really, it's sort of just gone boom, 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 <laughs> into place. And I think we need to take a step back sometimes from what we're doing because you get, you had too far into the wheelhouse. I think we say, I so, agree with that. That was the first D. What's the second D? Yeah. Develop. And yep. And develop is basically now that you have defined exactly what sets you apart, what differentiates you and who you are meant to serve. Now we look at, okay, how do we develop the pieces and parts that we look at and think of as brand um, to express what we want to be known for in the world? So that starts with always starts with brand messaging. Um, it always starts with a brand identifier, and that's like a tagline or slogan. We came up with that term about a decade ago because we felt like it was a better term because it does identify the brand, what you want to be known for. So we start there. We do something called a sound bites, which you're very familiar with, six or seven bullet points that at a glance serve as highlights of your brand and also will answer five very qu critical questions that your brand must answer. And I'll drop those in here too, because that's a part of the definition phase and the part of the brand messaging. It's who do you serve? How do you serve them? What qualifies you to serve them? How does it make their life better? And what makes you different from everyone else who's also trying to serve that same client? So we start with the brand messaging and then we move into the brand imagery because development's made of two parts, the story and the images that support the story. And so the images are your, you know, your photos, getting those done, your logo, creating that or modifying that as needed. Um, background images that really resonate with the brand, all of those kind of things. So that's what we mean by the development phase. And once we have all those branding elements now sitting there ready to go and in place, then we can move into the third phase. Which, Which is display, <laughs> right? And you would think, uh, yeah, duh, but it would <laughs> blow your mind, the people who do not display their brand. Uh, they, they're they like, okay, um, I built my business off of a Facebook platform right here. Most of my clients come from that. So I've got that displayed there on my Facebook page and in my header, and I've got all that cover right there. And then you go into LinkedIn's a mess, and their Twitter's a mess, and their uh, Instagram's totally different. You know what I mean? And Google's and, a mess. And Google Google's becomes a, a huge mess. mess. And in and in our opinion, the three of us here, right? Like, if Google's a mess, you got a problem because Google's the one you really need to be making sure you got dialed in. Like, you've got yeah. to get that done. Yeah. Sorry, I couldn't and, resist. You were talking about Instagram and all this. Basically, it's saying everybody says, or a lot of people say, I've mastered one platform or one way to display, but 
I need to master every single place my audience is going to be seeing me. Absolutely. I have to do it. And we we deal with a lot of clients who are su- successful in several different arenas. So they, they may have a podcast, uh, they, uh, a best-selling book. They have a speaking series or they sell uh, a, a mastermind or a program or something like that. And they're thinking, okay, I need a brand for my podcast. And then I need a brand for my – and that's, that's a, a huge no-no. Uh, because as I learned from Tanya, um, when I, when she started working with me, my company had uh, four divisions in it. I was in the real estate business. I was in the auction business. I was in the investment business. I was in the rehab business. We had all of these different functions, but they were all real estate. And Tanya taught me, she's like, no, which came first? You or all of these businesses that you've endeavored to be in? And I said, of course me, right? And she's okay, you are the focal point. Your brand is the focal point. And, and because of, and that has flowed, all of that has flowed out of you. And all of that needs to lead back to you, the reason why you did it. And um, and then that's what's going to be important to your clients is the why, yeah, you know, your expertise is valuable to them. So, you know, we, we really get work with people who have all these different verticals. Some of them are profitable. Some of them are struggling. It doesn't matter. They all need to point towards you, that profitable personal brand. Which is, sorry, I mean, it does bring a huge point that I'd kind of missed is I'm the focal point of everything I'm doing and I'm the representation of my company. If I've got multiple companies or divisions like you, they all need to reflect me necessarily, or can we have four different identities and they all link up to me? Okay. Okay. So maybe a better way of putting that. Yeah, that is a great question is you stand for something, right? So your personal brand needs to be so clear and differentiate you and what you want to be known for that it explains why you're involved in these three or four verticals or three or four projects. So in other words, you don't need one different brand for your podcast and a totally different brand for your mastermind program or group coaching or whatever you're doing. You need one personal brand that explains why you're involved in those three or four projects. Mm-hmm. Ooh, which has made me just think of something at CaliCube that perhaps we're not doing as well as we could is I would have said, well, I've just got CaliCube, so I've only got one. But in fact, I've got CaliCube Tuesdays. I've got Branded Search and Beyond dun, 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 with Jason <laughs> Barnard, the podcast. I've got CaliCube, the company, which is an agency, and CaliCube Pro, which is a SaaS platform for agencies. So I actually have four different verticals, divisions, as you right. would say, verticals. Mm-hmm. That, and they all need to represent or reflect my personal brand, which kind of sits at the top. Exactly. Not. Exactly. It's the, it's the umbrella. And they yeah. and think about this. They are, because back go back to the development phase. Very important in the development phase that you create an imagery and pictures and background images that are that also without spoke without written words are showing people your brand identity, right? Well, if you do that and you do that for CaliCube and you do that for your uh, CaliCube Pro, uh, but you you come over here to your podcast and it's a totally different color, totally different. Mm. There's no link to it, right? Then, right. then then, the only thing that they're finding that is still Jason Barnard is maybe like your famous red shirt, right? Mm. And so, but it needs really and truly all of those entities need to have the same coloring, the same imagery because our minds are very, you know, we've got, 
less than eight seconds to figure out whether we're going to mess with this or not. And all of it needs to lead back to, yes, you want to mess with this. Right. And if, even if that's on Instagram, even if you're not, let's say that you're not pushing a, a social media the way you should, it still should be displayed the exact same as your other uh, uh, ones that you are working. It's very hard for any of us to pick up all of the different medias and start working with them. Obviously, again, me and you and Tanya are going to vote, get started on Google now, right? And then work with those others. Uh, but they all need to match. They all need to have that resounding theme and, and imagery, background images, as well as the messaging. And uh, it, it works fantastically, I can attest. hundred <laughs> percent. And so we're talking about clarity, mm -hmm. communication, and mm -hmm. consistency. Yes. Exactly. Well, I just made that up. You, you know, did. That's I, the three C's. The three right? C's with Jason Barnard. <laughs> you need to write that down because it's true. That it really is true. Uh, in a radio commercials, any type of advertising that you're going to do, it all needs to match. Because there, I, ninety. I mean, I do it all the time. If I'm going to do business with somebody, I don't care if it's a landscaper or an insurance company. What am I going to do? I'm going to Google. I'm typing it in. Right. I'm going to their Facebook page, especially if they're local. I, I want to see what they're posting on on their Facebook page. Is it a, is are they are they doing a good mix of business and both? Am I getting an idea who the person is, you know, or or is it this one all business and then I go to Facebook and you know they're a, they're a hot mess or something? You know what I mean? It tells us like I can't be the only person doing that, right? Everybody's looking you up. I twenty years ago I went to an insurance company for real estate E and O insurance. And because I listed, this was actually older than that. This would have been before 2000. So like 1998, I went to them and asked for ENO insurance and they denied me. And when I asked them why, she said, because your website says you do auctions and we don't insure auctioneers. And I was like, you check my website. I'd had a website since 1996, but I didn't, I didn't, I didn't even know, but that gives you an idea. 25 years ago, they were looking you up online. They sure are looking you up now and you need that consistency to show what it is that you're doing uh, for your, you know, in your clients, especially. That's a brilliant story. I love that because I, I keep saying I can't, it's been 25 years I've been in the internet. I can't believe nobody else has specialized in what appears on Google when somebody looks right. you up. And they have, but that's not the question. Now, the last question is about charging what you're worth. Obviously, now we've yes. got ourselves out there. We've got the, the message and we, we make ourselves appealing to the people we can truly help um, and who appreciate us and that we enjoy working with us. And the profit of your HEAP is charging what I'm worth. And my biggest barrier is saying the number. <laughs> yep. Yeah. How do I get over that? <laughs> okay, so so I would love to give you a perfect example that happened just the end of last week, um, and it is the quintessential example of exactly how this works. So we have an amazing client who is um, who is a, a, a poet. And she has gone all over the world to speak and do poetry readings and storytelling about the West, about, you know, the, uh, the American West. And she has been hired from different organizations, from corporations to travel and tourism to, you know, the traditional cowboy organizations who will have her come in and talk. Well, she had been doing this for a number of years and was trying to get past this barrier that she was charging for her appearances, her performances is what they're called. 
So we we repositioned her because she was utilizing a different tagline that really wasn't positioning her super well as to what she really delivered. And so we changed her tagline to the heart of Western heritage. And so what she really did was talk about Western heritage and how it's important to not lose those traditions, especially in today's world where we're just so focused on being, you know, having a screen in front of us 24-7. And a lot of the Western way of life, the agriculture, all of that. So we changed that. We positioned her differently. We helped uh, pull together what we called, we we named this a performance packet instead of a speaker sheet. We got it out in front of an organization for her, or she did last week. And just, she's only been in our mastermind three weeks now. She presented that the way we asked her to present it. Look, say it like this, present it like this. And she literally made 250% more than she has ever made on any performance fee. And she was so tickled. She called us, she literally cried. And she called us, uh, we called her from the road. We were headed to Virginia for the weekend and we called her and had the nicest conversation with her. But she's so grateful and so kind and so wonderful that that's exactly what we're talking about. She had not elevated herself in her own mind enough. And we kept telling her, you need to do this. You, you need to understand just how valuable you are. And that's where we like to say we unveil inner stars. You know, that's if somebody says at the end of the day, what is it that you do? We unveil inner stars. We help people to really see what their worth is. And when they see that, it begins internally inside themselves. And everything they project out from that moment forward positions them for more profit. Absolutely delightful. I, I was going to ask another question, but now I'm not because that was the perfect end. So well, I am going to ask hey, one Jason, more question. I want to add something in. I have to add this. I'm just called to do it. Okay. I think that one of the biggest things is people need permission to charge more. I'm giving all your listeners permission. Okay. Right. Yes. No, yeah. that's actually a really, really good point. <laughs> I, I need permission. I now have your permission. You and do. I give myself Just permission. do I mean, it. Part of it, as well as giving ourselves permission to do it. Yes. And yeah, oh, that's a lovely, lovely. I was wrong. That wasn't the perfect way to end, Michael. That was the sorry to interrupt the flow there. I just had to do it. You just out perfected perfection. That's brilliant. <laughs> so, if you could answer this question, how does branded search help with changing how you are seen? One minute. Okay, so I'll, I'll start with this, but the way I see it in working with you, Jason, is Google is really an aggregate, right? And so if you, if you can build that brand first, put it out there everywhere, which you have taught us, because Google's only pulling from other sources to display you in a certain way. Now, you, fortunately, are brilliant enough to know exactly how to utilize and manipulate that information through Google that a lot of people don't know how to do, which is fantastic. But branded search is everything. It's not just where you show up. It's how you show up. Could not have possibly put, you know, said it better than that. And changing how you're seen means that everything is consistent. Like Michael said, what's the first thing you're going to do when you're thinking about doing business with somebody? You Google them. And how they show up, not necessarily where, where is important, but how is just as or even more important. 
Absolutely brilliant. And I really like the the way you were talking about aggregation and the way that Google aggregates and absolutely brilliant. As always, Tonya and Michael, super deep. You're super smart. I love you guys. It's so delightful. Now we're going to pass the baton uh, to Alessia Korobka, who's going to share geeky tips for content optimization for 2024 and beyond. Alicia is Super, super smart, super delightful. She's a dear, dear friend, and I'm really looking forward to this. And she's going to give amazing optimization tips for content. Please pass the baton. Here, All right, Alicia. Alicia, here you go from one geek to another. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> brilliant. So you guys are brand geeks, and Alicia is a techie, geeky geek, nerdy geek. Absolutely delightful. Thank you so much. Thank you, everyone, for watching. Thank you for listening to the podcast. A quick goodbye to end the show. Thank you, Tonya and Michael. <laughs> Love it. Thank you, Jason. Thank you for having us all. <laughs> Cali Cube. It's all about your brand, Serp.